Blog Talk Radio. Evening, y'all. Please take a seat on the couch. Good evening. It's Monday, December 17th, 2012. I'm Vinnie Bonmarini, and I welcome you to take a seat on the couch. Uh, we normally start with music, but tonight I just want to take a, a moment uh, in just in memory of uh, the, the terrible tragedy that happened in Connecticut at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Uh, all of those um, children wiped out so young, and the, to the heroes that were in this school that day who uh, ran toward the bullets instead of away from them. So uh, before we start, just a moment. A national park. Wanna be on TV in OK magazines? Walk down the street, people recognize me. Oh no.
divorce and a million buck pet dog pig cow or horse wanna be him her he or she do i wanna be anybody else but me If you love the blues, you need to support the Blues Foundation. If you are not yet a member, you need to go to www.blues.org and become a member today. Your sponsorship dollars help the Blues Foundation support the Heart Fund, which assists blues musicians and their families in financial need. The Sound Health Care Program, providing medical benefits and insurance programs to professionals in the blues community. The Blues in Schools Program, bringing the blues to schools around the country. And its offshoot, Generation Blues, offering young men and women scholarships to accredited music camps to allow them to learn from some of the best and the holding of the International Blues Challenge and the Blues Music Awards in Memphis, Tennessee. And now, the building of the Blues Hall of Fame at their headquarters here in Memphis at 421 South Main Street. It's time to help raise the roof. If you love the blues, help support this organization that is keeping the great art form alive. The Blues Foundation at www.blues.org. Let's all help raise the roof. And I want to welcome you to the last show, 2012. Uh, a little bit later on in the show, I'm going to do a recap of the year here on uh, Music on the Couch. But at the top of the show, we heard the song Wanna Be Me from the album Looking Forward, Looking Back. From my first guest this evening, Mr. Eddie Martin. And uh, Eddie's calling over from England, and it's about 3.06 in the morning. So if we hear some snoring, he might have fallen asleep while uh, we were talking there. Uh, evening, Eddie. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Hi, Vinny. How you doing? All right. Yeah. Good. I don't know whether I'll be snoring, but uh, I'm just making sure that uh, I don't stop the other people from snoring. In there. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, where were you born and raised? I was born in London. Um, it seems like a long time ago, but uh, uh, yeah, I was born in London. Uh-huh. And, and um, uh, I grew up in London for, a, for four years before um, um, the folks moved out to a place called Watford, which is just north of London. And then... Uh-huh. Uh, um, but I moved down to the West Country, um, which is where I live now, okay. um, um, about uh, 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, okay. So as a small boy, um, what kind of music did mom and dad play in your house? Yeah, there wasn't a lot of music going on in the house, actually. Um, uh, but uh, it was just a, the regular sort of pop music you got on the radio. And uh, um, I think the first album that, that I remember my parents buying was... Um, Actually, it was Burl Ives. It was, okay. <laughs> so it was American folk music, which was, um, I can still remember those songs now. We used to sing those in the house. But, um, yeah, it was mainly pop music. So, that you know, we, we did what everyone else did pretty well. The Beatles was um, mm-hmm. got all their singles. And um, uh, so we played that on the, on, the, on the record player there. Right. So as you started to get a little older, what, what music were you starting to pick out when, you know, you... Uh, could choose the music to listen to. Yeah, well, that was that started to be more um, uh, sort of rock music, really. When I was um, a teenager and started making my own choices, I mean, the the, uh, the cool thing that uh, all my, my my friends at school um, uh, wanted to do was um, um, 
just be in, in rock bands, you know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was I was just like, I was the same. In fact, we we I formed a band with with some of my best mates from school quite early on, and um, you know it was a band of about six uh, lead guitarists. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nobody wanted to play drums or or be the bass player, so uh, we used to uh, pass around you know the the the. Uh, um, you know the, the booby prize of, of being the bass player for the band, of, for the uh, for the next song. Oh, there you go. So, what what age did you start playing an instrument? Was guitar the first instrument you played? Yeah, I picked up the guitar when I was about um, fifteen, sixteen. Okay. Uh, and um, I started playing the harmonica when I was about seventeen. Um, okay. Um, now, I, I read somewhere that you you had actually you were starting to write your own songs pretty soon after you picked up the guitar. Yeah, that's right. I think I had two chords when um, um, I like the chord of E and the chord of A, and okay. um, I wrote a song with my mum's poetry. <laughs> um, my mum's always written poetry all the way through. In fact, she's uh, she's still doing it now. She's eighty years old and uh, oh, getting God stuff published. And, but um, yes, yeah, that's so straight away. I, I was writing stuff it just came out that way straight away i wanted to say something of my own you know <laughs> so when you so when you started playing with your friends when you had the uh the band with six lead guitar players um uh and you were playing uh gigs uh were you playing some of your own music there too yeah pretty well right from the start actually um we had a band called the misterons and uh we we um that was that was that was the first blues band I had. That was age when was I? It was probably seventeen then. Um, but I also I had um, uh, my own little band going as well called Catalyst. Okay. <laughs> Playing a uh, uh, very posy progressive rock music, but a lot of the songs were originals uh, right from the start, really. Uh, okay, so uh, we're talking uh, the Pink Floyd, yes. Uh, and Lake and Palmer influence uh, very heavy during those years. <laughs> You've got it. All yeah. those bands, yeah, yes, and Green Slade and uh, Genesis and uh, yeah, Gen- yeah, early Genesis, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when Peter Gabriel was in the band, yeah. Like, we, yeah, that's we're, right. We're, we're 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 of that same age, believe me. So yeah, we're we're right in there together. Um, were you guys? Did you guys? get to play often were you getting a lot of gigs back then um i seem to remember um embarrassing my dad a couple of times playing where he talked us into playing his works dues you know so we did the the um his, his my dad's um, firm's christmas party ah okay <laughs> and that that went down like a lead balloon you know yeah, um, so, whoops, excuse me i still got my alarm clock going here oh, <laughs> Um, okay, and, uh, I think I think that's I think that's trying to tell us that we should listen to some more music from the movie or from the album. Uh, looking forward, looking back, uh, talk about the song Supermodel. Oh yeah, Supermodel. Um, the um, um, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, the the, the, um, the lyrics are actually you can't play the blues if you can't feel feel the groove. That's the main hook of the of the lyric there. Mm-hmm. But I just pulled out one of the lines. You can't kind of be a supermodel if you don't care how you look um, for the title. But um, yeah, this is all. Of the, all of this whole album is is slightly unusual compared to the the rest of the the work that I've done over the years. I mean, I've got thirteen albums out, and yeah. this although I've had um, a big band from 
from uh, 96 when I first went professional, um, you know, with a horn section. This is the first time I've tried to uh, go right back to the roots of big band blues music. And uh, so uh, this one is, is um, as far as a sort of style guide, you know, I've got, got things like the Imperial recordings of T-Bone Walker um, buzzing around my head when I wrote the arrangement and the song. So that's musically where it's coming from. Yeah, it's, uh, the album is dedicated to the great electric blues guitar pioneers and big band leaders T-Bone Walker, Johnny Guitar Watson, and Elmore James uh, from the album Looking Forward, Looking Back, Eddie Martin with his big blues band, and this is Supermodel. <laughs>
supermodel uh, from the Looking Forward, Looking Back album from Eddie Martin and the Big Blues Band. And uh, we're here with Eddie this evening and uh, showing love to those on the album, Eddie Martin on vocals, guitars, piano, and harmonica. Uh, Pee Wee Ellis comes in with tenor sax solos, uh, special guest star. Uh, John Paul Gard on organ and bass pedals. Richard Laws on drums. Uh, the Little Bighorns are Patsy Gamble, um, baritone sax, and some tenor sax solos. Steve Trigo on trumpet. Andy Gillians on trombone. Julie Kimber on tenor sax. Uh, the album is on Blue Blood. Uh, it was produced by Eddie Martin, co-produced and recorded and mixed by Joe Garcia on location at Patchway Labor Club and at state-of-the-art studios in Bristol. Um, and you can uh, check that out. Uh, we'll give you Eddie's website in a couple of minutes. Um, your, your first album, Eddie, uh, in 1995, I think that's when you mentioned you went pro- professional. Um, it was entitled Solo in Soho, correct? That's right, yes. Yeah. yeah um, looking back at that album almost 18 years later, does it still have legs? Does it sound what? Legs. As far as you can, I mean, is it still something you're proud of? Oh, right. Okay. Um, it, yes, it's funny. Uh, looking back um, on your first album, there's there's some things that uh, um, you think sound really fresh, and you and you you think maybe I've, I've lost that freshness, or you know, when you when you're first at at, um, at something, then uh, it's got a sort of energy and vitality that uh, that maybe you 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 um, you know you still look up to. Um, of course, some of the playing uh, has, has moved on a bit since then, so some of that's pretty clunky. But uh, there's still a couple of tracks on on there that uh, I can listen to. <laughs> yeah. And and you got um, your recognition began pretty quickly for you back in '96. Uh, you were nominated for a British Blues Award. Um, was it for best blues guitarist? Um, yeah, for that uh, it was the second album, the, 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 the um, Blues to the Bone. That was uh, Blues probably- to the Bone. Yeah, that was sort of properly released. Um, the first one, the solo one, didn't get um, properly released really because I was only just, just getting uh, set up then, uh, record company wise. But um, so the first one got uh, it was nominated for the, for the whole lot actually. For we got best blues band, got best guitarist, and uh, best best album, album of the year. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, and that was bad. That, that was blue to the bone. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then the next year you released Fires and Floods. Um, now I'm going to ask you to look back again. How how big was that growth in those three years in those three albums for you? Uh, yeah, I was I was um I was really going for it. I mean, I was I was putting in a lot of time sort of working on stuff. I mean, I I always have really. I'm always, I've always been known as a bit of a grafter. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been um you know just working really hard at this thing for for um uh, for quite a few years now. Um, and um, so, uh, looking back, um, that, that, that's quite going. It was going pretty quick, really. Was, I had three albums in three years, um, and uh, although um, you know that sounds like a pretty punishing sort of schedule these days. I mean, in the old days, it was nothing, of course. You know, sure. I was. I had pretty well gone professional by then as well. So, so you you were full time musician, and uh, that's that's how you earned your keep. At that point, uh, yes, around that time, I was yeah. just leaving the day job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, 
were, did you have that much music inside of you for three albums in three years? Was that I mean, was that also part of the reason that uh, you, you felt the need to uh, keep put out so many recordings so quickly? That's right. Yeah, I mean, um, there's there's two things really. I mean, one thing is um, I've never ever sort of suffered from writer's block. You know, I've, I've always got the opposite problem. I've got always got too many um, too many ideas buzzing around that I want to get out. Um, that I can actually, you know, work through to to finish the products that I'm proud of, um, you know, at any one time. Um, and uh, the other thing also is is that, um, um, you know, I, I've got this this uh, luxury of of of, um, of running my own record label, and I had that right from the start. So mm-hmm. um, you'll you'll see if you look through my catalogue of music that um, there might be a couple of songs that repeat on. On, um, on albums in different ways. So, for example, if I, I've done a new song called "Let It Slide," I've done um, which uh, we're going to play, which version. we're going to play to close the to close the interview. So, all oh, right, I've, yeah. done, I've done an electric version of it, and then I, um, I've done a completely different style on it on the same song uh, as an acoustic song on, a, on an acoustic blues album later on. So, there are a few repeats in in the repertoire mm-hmm. over the years, but uh, it's mainly sort of new stuff. Yeah. And you, you in, was it 2004? You got your you you started the record company because you released your whole catalog again. It seemed like that year, and everything that was had been released up until that point. Well, the, the record company side of it was a bit of a learning curve because um, I started off releasing the stuff on my own label right from right from the very start. But um, I think it was a, a couple of years before I I got um, international distribution uh-huh. with the record company, okay. and uh, I, I started off. Um, uh, on the distribution side with um, um, uh, a tie-up with Armadillo Records. Uh, I'm still sort of very friendly with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have come across Armadillo Records. Uh, Newton yeah. Hardaway Bridges is their biggest blues guy and who's yep. uh, a friend, of course. Um, and uh, But after a while, um, I, I got my own distribution deal and I wasn't just going through Armadillo Records. So the, the record companies just got more, um, you know, it's gone hand in hand with with um, the, the records getting some recognition, um, sure. I got um, distribution, and uh, so the, the record label sort of kicked off from about '97, really. Oh, okay, okay. Um, 2000, you came to the United States. Uh, talk about uh, coming over here, and uh, you know where you went, and uh, what your favorite parts were. I know you ended up here in Memphis for a while. Yeah, that was that was later. I think to start with, it was mainly Texas. Um, I had um, promoter. Uh, uh, um, was a guy in Texas, and and um, he, uh, he he'd seen me play. Um, actually, with a, he was he was touring with UP Wilson, the late great UP Wilson from uh, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, mm-hmm. in Europe, and uh, we played the same bill in a blues festival in Europe. And uh, he said at that point they'd really like to get us over to Texas, and uh, um, with the help of um, a Belgian uh, mutual friend and promoter and club owner. Who owns the Crossroads Cafe in, in Antwerp, Belgium? Um, we we got a tour together for um, a couple of months, doing I suppose you'd call it the Chitlin Circuit in the South. Right. And uh, I, I lived in Texas for for a couple of months with the promoter, and um, so it, it, it was mainly pretty tex- Texas based at that point. I sort of got to know the Fort Worth, Dallas blues community down there, and um, uh, when we weren't touring, you know, I was sort of hanging out in, in the um, in the clubs. Uh, of of um, Fort Worth, Dallas. Um, a lot of them are gone now, of course. But, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're some really good times. Um, but we, we, when we toured, I mean, I went, you know, I did all around the south, um, um, Memphis, New Orleans, and um, and then we went north all the way up to to um, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was mainly a tour of the sort of eastern side of the country. I didn't yeah. get west at that point. Yeah, and I th- actually think um, I'm trying to remember that the club that you you played here in Memphis is no longer here. Um, it's changed names and owners. Uh, can't remember, but anyway, uh, you did release two more albums that year, Keep On Working, and then uh, Live in the USA, uh, and then a couple of years later, Pillowcase Blues and Ice Cream were released. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. a lot of a lot of music that was just waiting to pour out of you. Yeah, I think there's um there's there's just I've, I've always had so so many songs I wanted to to write and um um you know I mean I, I've been into blues since I was 16 now and it, you know it's not a passing fad it's yeah <laughs> you you there's so many the blues is such a huge and and rewarding um, world of music and um, the more you delve into it the more you find new parts of it that you want to go further into. And uh, that that goes for me as a listener, as well as a as a guitarist, as well as a, a harmonica player, you know. Um, uh, and of course, you know, I play acoustic instruments as well as electric instruments, and those are both, uh, you know, whole continents in the blues world of, of their own. And so, yeah. you know, over my albums, I've I've just had the luxury of uh, of being able to ex- um, explore those those different, uh, um, you know parts of the world of the blues world and uh, and I guess I'll be doing that hopefully right the way through. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean there's a different feel to to the albums. Um this has a different feel than, you know, past albums uh from from the little bit that I've heard from some of the, your past collection. It's just so uh, varied. I, I I really am ashamed to say I don't have a, enough of it, but uh uh you 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 kept going. In 2004, you released Playing the Blues. Uh, 2007, Contrary Mary. And then Folk and Blues in 2011. Um, yeah. Going from Folk and Blues to uh, Looking Forward, Looking Back is uh, is definitely a, a left-hand turn. Uh, you know, they're so, they're so different. But um, you, your fans, I guess, have gotten used to the fact that Eddie's going to do what Eddie wants to do. And, uh, he, you know, we're all along for the ride. Yeah, that's it, really. Um, I suppose uh, you know, if if I'd have had a record company that were um, was telling me what to do, they might have said way back, "Oh, you should just concentrate on one thing," you know, so people know know where you're coming from, and you know, it makes 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 you have a what do they call it in marketing world, the, the unique selling point. Yeah, <laughs> but um, your brand, yeah, your brand. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I just I'm just a blues player, and. Uh, um, there's, there's, it's a it's a big world, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to sit on keep on going to different bits. But um, the um, uh, you, you know, of course, I, I work as, as all on, on all different fronts all the time as well. You know, I'm, so I'm touring as a as a solo acoustic blues player, and I'm touring with my trio. And, and uh, well, especially over the last year, the trio has has um, taken on a different sound because I'm playing with. Um, organ now and uh organist who plays bass pedals okay and that with that soundscape um you know i've, I've moved away from from um the more rockier sound of the the, the electric power three-piece 
to do actually. Um, and I'm really enjoying my my playing with uh, this John Paul Gard, who's, who's an absolutely fantastic musician, and uh, I love that love that sound. Yeah, it's, it's it definitely is a, a very it's something. It's a there's a depth to it. Uh, um, what about what about um, I don't think you've done anything more go looking at the North Mississippi Hill Country or this new or the newer rougher hillgrass bluebilly uh style of blues, but is that something you would see down the line for 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 yourself? Um well it's funny you should say that. Yeah, I mean that's work in progress really. I, I do I absolutely love the North Mississippi Hill, Hill stuff and uh, the uh especially in the solo stuff um that I do um you know I've been working for a long time on um, the Robert Belford, R. L. Burnside, and mm-hmm. um, you know Mississippi Fred McDowell. Keep on re- revisiting um, Fred McDowell, who was one of the first sort of players that, I, I, that really turned me on to um, um, that really driving sort of uh, boogie sound. Yeah, and uh, you know I, I do love it stylistically. It's, of course, it's fantastic music, and uh, so I think um, that will be cropping up. <laughs> and uh, the stuff that I do in the next couple of albums, probably a few little little nods to that fantastic tradition. Cool. So, so talk. Let's talk a little bit more about your songwriting. Um, is this something that just? Uh, do you have a, a number of different songs in different stages, uh, little pieces of paper with little words written on them, uh, or are you like a one song at a time kind of fool? Yes, it's it's pretty well both of those things. So you know you keep um, keep notebooks on the go. Um, you know, before computers came along, it was great. We used to use notebooks that, that um, <laughs> didn't have meltdowns and, yeah. and didn't cost you, you know, three hundred bucks when you when when they did. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I've still got lots of bits of paper, and uh, unfortunately, I've lost a, a, quite a few ideas on on the hard drives that have gone gone astray over the years. Oh. <laughs> wow. um, uh, yeah, and and then of course when you when you've got the the deadline coming up of a of a session, then you know that's a spur to to really get your your act together, and so you know I'll push it and, and have a real spurt of songwriting. It usually tends to be early in the new year. Actually, that tends to be my sort of um, creative sort of buzz time when I get lots of thoughts doing lots done, lots of new songwriting written, and uh, I can feel that coming up after Christmas. Actually, work on the next one. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, have you ever written stuff uh, based on something you heard, overheard in public? You know, a uh, comment you overheard in public. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a big one. You know, so <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you hear little phrases, little terms of phrase, and it, it, it gives that sort of realism and authenticity to a to a um, to a lyric. I think when when it comes from the the real world world of uh, conversation and mm-hmm. you know social, social interaction and. Um, so I'm a big fan of that, yeah. yeah. Big fan of being a snooper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2011, you won the award for best for blues artist of the year from the Southwest Music Awards, uh, and then you're up for another British Blues Award nomination this year. Congratulations on the nod again. Um, but uh, it, it, does it make you feel good? Such a time frame uh, between the last one and this one that uh, you're continuing to do it. Is making people listen. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 great to, to be working. You know, it's it, it's a it's a great great thing to be working something. I'm I'm ever you know praiseworthy praise um, praising the fact that uh, mm-hmm. you know I, I can still make a make a living just about. I and mean, it's not 
it's not hard it's not not easy out there i should say it's you know it's it's tough I and mean, we, we all know that you know american musicians know what it's like and british musicians know what it's like we're all in the same sort of tough economic situation which makes it um difficult to uh, get out there on the road and and you know get the fees for the shows that we used to get but yeah um, i'm i'm still just about doing it so I'm, I'm i'm very grateful to be able to do to do that you know and uh, you know my life is just uh uh um just working in this this, this fantastic world of, of blues music that's been my passion since i was 16 so i'm a lucky chappy yeah okay yeah you can hear it in your voice how many guitars do you own <laughs> yeah that's a sore point actually because i've just um had a, had a few um pop up in, in 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 the office lately which the wife said well, i don't remember seeing that one eddie where that one come from <laughs> um oh gosh i've probably got about uh probably about 25 i should think how many do you actually play well i play them all i play them all yeah okay. and this is what's difficult really is, is that um i keep on saying i'm yeah sure i'm, I'm gonna sell some honey honestly i'm gonna sell some <laughs> and I, I, I say well maybe i should tr- i should um, let's pick up that one. I've played that one for a couple of months, and uh, so I'll give it a little play. And I think, oh yeah, this sounds really cool for that sound. Oh yeah, God, I haven't played. It. Why haven't I played this for two months? <laughs> so I end up not being able to sell any of them, and uh, that's, that's how it carries on, really. Yeah, I, I can I can understand. Um, <laughs> uh, has there been one place that you really would love to play that you haven't had a chance to play yet? Um. Yeah, it, 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 I love I love traveling. I, I really really miss it. If I if I haven't toured, um, you know, in a couple of months, then uh, I start to get some jumpy legs. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, you know, I love I love traveling abroad and any any new country. It's a real buzz to sort of get out there and play a festival. And um, you know, just for example, recently I'm, I've, I've been to countries like um, Croatia that I've never been to before, and and that was absolutely great. You know, and uh, Every new country is, is a buzz, and uh, I get you know it's a really rewarding experience. I love traveling; I never get bored with it. That's cool. Um, yeah. Well, I always love coming back to the states. I mean, you know, states is where it all started off, and uh, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of places I haven't played in the states, a lot, a lot of places I haven't been to, um, and uh, I always look forward to coming back. Uh, any plans in 2013 to come back? No, I haven't at the moment. No. Um, Okay. It's you know it gets more and more difficult to to play back in the states because you know I know what it's like for blues musicians uh, mm-hmm. in, in America themselves and it's it's really hard to you know to keep on the road over there and yeah. you know loads of musicians all over are getting part time day jobs to sort of pay their way through. And most of the people um, I most of the people I talk to have uh, they you know un- unfortunately need to have, still have day jobs. Sure, uh, so sure. uh, uh, who are you listening to these days? Um. Yeah, pretty eclectic um, bunch. I mean, I, I love, you know, I love the Delta Groove stuff. I love um, the Manish Boys. I, mean, I don't know what life would be like without the Manish Boys. This year, I've, I've um, you know, they're just a constant companion. But I like to listen to uh, to new stuff as well. And, you know, um, uh, I, I'm a big fan of um, Derek Trucks, Susan Tedeschi. I, I love their stuff this, this year, like a lot of people have. Yeah. And uh, that's that's been a, it's been really nice sort of, Watching their musical journey, I I played them on the same bill as Susan uh, a few years ago, and uh, um, so it's great to um, hear the fruits of their uh, relationship. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know you have a, a young son. Does is he aware of who Daddy is? 
yeah, he keeps on saying to me, think you know, little cute little things like, um, you know, um, Daddy, um, uh, how famous are you? And would you like to be more famous? And when do I see you on the telly? You know, <laughs> stuff like this. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I've got grown-up kids too, you know, and, and they're they're. Um, okay. Uh, I, I suppose it, it is quite a cool thing for your dad to be a guitarist, isn't it? I mean, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, better than a you know shopkeeper. I mean, you know, he's got to be he's got to be telling the kids in the schoolyard. You know, you want to hear my daddy? He's got a CD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what plans do you have for 2013, Eddie? Yeah, well, um, the uh, the big band has, has been it's been pretty busy this year. I mean. Um, it was probably a, a, another business decision that, that wouldn't have happened if, if, if somebody had been telling you what to do to take a big band on the road in, in you know, the worst economic hit we've had in a decade. Uh, you know, it's not easy to, to, to keep a big band together, but um, I've actually been together with this big band since 1996 and um, we, we still just about keep going. You know, <laughs> Um, so that's been a good year. So we'll, we'll stay together and we'll still work the, the material next year. Looking forward, looking back. Um, um, we've got a few nice shows coming up and uh, that's going to be uh, on the on the cars of 2013. I want to do a tr trio album fairly soon um, um, because uh, we do a lot of trio shows and with the, with the new lineup with John Paul Gard and mm -hmm. that's been great. So I'm looking forward to producing an album uh, with with the guys um, this year, but I've I've got solo stuff on the go too. I've still got uh, lots and lots of solo uh, material and, and sounds that I want to get down in the studio. Great, great. Looking forward to it. So when you're not playing and you're not uh, hanging with your son, what do you do to keep sane? Do you have hobbies? Um, my wife and I, uh, you know, like like our food. I mean, she's a great cook. Um, we've got a little bit of land out the back of the house. <laughs> I moved from. Um, I've always lived in towns myself, London and, and Bristol, sort of big towns. And um, my wife uh, grew up in the country, and she said she was always going to take me out to the country. And I, I said, you know, there's no country in me, honey. I'm just not going to be able to do it. <laughs> I need to be near the um, near the shops and near the pubs. And uh, she's succeeded, and, and I'm I'm in. I've got my. I don't know what the American. The word is for Wellington boots, but uh, you know your rubber rubber boots. Sure, yep, you got your feet up. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, just so, your work boots, just your work boots. That's it. Yeah, yeah so, got your so work the boots. weekend I take off the stage clothes and I'm uh, in between shows and I've got my uh, my work boots on and I'm at the allotment planting vegetables and uh, you know growing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, that's very cool. Uh, all things Eddie Martin can be found at www.eddiemartin.com. Uh, uh, if you're over in the Bristol area on December 23rd and the 30th, he's going to be at the Old Duke in Bristol, England, and I believe you're also there on January 6th, 13th, and 20th. So it looks like you've got a residency going there on uh, Saturday nights. That's right, yeah. yeah. The Old Duke is a great music club. It's probably the best music club in the whole of the southwest of the, of the UK, and uh, I've um, had the pleasure to and, and um, luck, really, to have, have a residency there for about 15 years now. Uh, very cool, very cool. And, you know, check out his website for all his other dates uh, during 2013. We're going to play one more off of Looking Forward, Looking Back. Uh, we mentioned it earlier on, Let It Slide. This is a song that you did as an acoustic uh, early on, and now uh, you bring it on uh, with the uh, with the band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, uh, 
you can go back to sleep now. Uh, have a <laughs> one, have a wonderful holiday with your family and loved ones, and hope uh, when you have a chance you get back to the U.S. and you make another stop in Memphis. I'd love to meet you and get out to see you play live. I look forward to doing that, the very, very same thing. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. It's been great. Uh, thank Thanks, you. Man. Thank you. Uh, Eddie Martin, he's a, music, a musician you should know, and this is his latest, Looking Forward, Looking Back, and the song Let It Slide. <laughs>
Eddie Martin and his big blues band from Looking Forward, Looking Back. And that was Let It Slide. This segment of Music on the Couch is sponsored by Taz Crew. It's been said that Taz is a master of the triple entendre with the soul of a poet. And on his latest album, Tired of Blues Men Crying, Taz proves that he is one of the most unique of bluesmen plying his trade today. Check out all things Taz Crew and buy this album and all his others at www.tazcrew.com. Now I'd like to welcome in my next guest onto the couch. He and his band, the Smoke Wagon Blues Band, have been ripping it up recently. His name is Corey Luke, and welcome to the couch, Corey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, cool. Uh, Corey, where were you born and raised? Uh, I was actually born in Oakville, Ontario, okay. which is kind of right between uh, Hamilton, Ontario, and Toronto, Ontario. Okay. And grew up there? Yeah, at a young age, pretty much grew up there, and most yeah. of my playing uh, career was uh, was in Hamilton as I got older. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a young boy, what kind of music did your mom and dad play in your house? Uh, my mom and dad were kind of hippies. So uh, they listened to all kinds of uh, classic rock, and they were huge Beatles fans, which was probably my first introdu- introduction to uh, to the music. And they were also uh, blues fans, and it just kind of progressed from there, a wide range of music. Yeah. At what age did you kind of recognize something that was appealing to your ears as far as music was concerned? I think it was at a very early age. I was... Uh, you know, always playing air guitar in my bedroom. I think uh, that's what tennis rackets are for, aren't they? For air guitar? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think I had like a, a whole band put together in my mind when I was young, you know, uh, in my bedroom hanging out and listening to all that great classic rock. But I, I, don't, I guess it wasn't until I was in high school um, and had been playing the harmonica for, for a little while that I, that I decided it was going to be kind of a career decision. So what age did you pick up the harmonica? Probably in my very early teens, about maybe around 12, I would uh, take it to scout camp, put it in my backpack and stuff, and uh, be playing it around a campfire and driving everybody mental. <laughs> and, and playing blues or just playing? Probably just learning to play. Um, mm-hmm. When I decided to to get into the blues, I had a... Um, I stole a, an album out of my dad's collection, which was the uh, the Muddy Waters Heart Again album okay. with James Cotton play, playing yeah. on it. And, and previous, I think it's the first the first album I really heard where where music really uh, where harmonica really inspired me was uh, John Mayles' Room to Move. And then when I heard James Cotton, I kind of liked his sound a lot better, and I, I would just put that album on every day on my record player and just keep playing to it over and over and over again until it uh, just slowly kind of started making sounds that were even a little bit close to them. Mm. So uh, when you were in school, um, did you get involved in any music programs at all in that sense? Not too much. I was actually a little bit of an athlete in school, so oh, I was okay. a little. I, I kind of. I, I, I wasn't really playing in. Uh, I wasn't really um, playing in school bands uh, per se or anything like that. The music was kind of outside of uh, school. What, what, what sport did you play? Or sport? Uh, I played hockey. I played hockey over okay. in Europe for a little bit, and uh, and, and I played semi-pro soccer for a little while, about 150 pounds ago or so. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah, so you are an athlete. Um, let's listen to a song from the new album. It ain't easy. Uh, talk to us about the song Josephine. Oh, Josephine. Yes, I, I spent some time in uh, in the Yukon, and I wrote a lot of songs up there. I just I just really loved it up there, and there's so many uh, there's so much great music up there too, and artists and. 
And uh, I really got into the history of the Yukon and, and the the last uh, gold rush, which happened in, uh, I guess it was, uh, I guess, 1893. And uh, the hardships of the men that were trying to get over these mountains and get to the gold rush where it was advertised in Dawson City where you could make millions and, and, get, and stake their claim. So they were, it was quite a hardship for them to try and travel over these mountains and get to Dawson City. And, that, and basically that's what I wrote the song about, about Josephine. From the album It Ain't Easy, uh, Cory Luke, Luke and the Smoke Wagon Blues Band and Josephine.
graduated from high school what happened next i mean i've already found out you went to the yukon at some point in your life because there's not a lot out there about you before 97 and this band sort of came together so i'm sort of filling in some holes here tonight yeah i um well i got deeper and deeper in the blues and uh, started playing in different bands and started forming my own bands and uh, i went down to uh i went down to to the south, I guess uh, in the mid, uh, I guess mid mid to late '90s, and I played uh, I played around Mississippi and uh, I played in uh, New Orleans for a while. Um, I came up, uh, I stayed all, kind of all over the South, uh, in Mississippi and Louisiana, and all the small towns there, and uh, I stayed in Clarksdale and played. I played with a lot of house bands, uh-huh. and that's where I really kind of cut my uh, my teeth on playing the uh, singing the real blues and playing harp down there. So were you doing a lot of busking during that time? Not really busking, just um, sitting in with the house bands everywhere. Okay. I uh, I was uh, so crazy about the blues that I that I just wanted to travel down there and and uh, basically I just uh, I arranged ahead of time to sit in with a lot of uh, local bands uh-huh. in the clubs uh-huh. okay. as their cool. guests. So uh-huh. it was uh, it was quite the experience and, and I played for about a week or. I guess a week and a half straight in in, uh, in the French Quarter with uh, Johnny Gordon, who was uh, a very popular uh, piano player in the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And just uh, came, and came back home after that and uh, formed different bands and, and became quite uh, involved in the Hamilton uh, blues scene, in the Hess Village uh, uh, music scene, which was uh, really neat up in this area. It's kind of like a little uh, a little version of. Uh, of the French Quarter, mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. bars all the bars all over the place. It's like a, a, a cobblestone village in Hamilton, Ontario, and that's uh, that's where we first uh, cut our teeth on the blues and uh, playing uh, so many times a month. There, the, the pay wasn't the great, but it was it was the hardest place to get into if you uh, if you wanted to play the blues. Yeah. 
Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I read one thing where it talked about you started at one end of the street, at, you know, at the beginning of the night. You'd end up at the other end of the street going from bar to bar to see the different bands. Sort of what you can do on Beale Street here in Memphis. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, though there are not as many bars playing blues on Beale Street as I'm sure there aren't as many bars playing in, in Hess Village. Or I would, I would hope yes. there are, but... Yes, Hess Village. It's not quite the same anymore. As time has changed, it's, uh, the smoking bylaws up here, and, and and a lot of changes have just changed the music scene a little bit. And it's, uh, uh, I guess, the younger generation is a little bit more dance clubs and stuff. So Hess Village has really changed. And the cool thing about Hess Village is it was all old Victorian homes uh, on these cobblestone uh, in this cobblestone village uh, that were converted into clubs. So it was it was almost like a like a band was playing in your living room. When you were in all these clubs, because you were so close to the band, it was just a, it was just a really cool atmosphere. So, we certainly miss it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yes, uh, Dusty, who's going to be on later in the show uh, with his new music from Robodrum, uh, is one of my favorite chat room people. He's always got something to say. He's easy. He analyzes music. He asked he asked during the last song was the uh, piano player the same as the organ player, and I said yes on that song it was. Um, he he picks up on things that. Oh, ordinary excellent. ordinary humans wouldn't. Uh, yeah. It's very cool. He's a, an incredible guitar player. Um, I wanted to go to another song from the album, It Ain't Easy. Uh, tell us about the song, That Voodoo. That Voodoo. Uh, I came up with the melody while I was driving. I do a lot of driving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work uh, I work uh, night shift sometimes during the week because the blues doesn't completely pay the bills, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's a little bit of a drive for me. And uh, I'm heading to gigs on the weekend all the time. And things are a little bit spread out uh, in, in Ontario, so sometimes you're doing a lot of driving. And I came up with this uh, with this great melody that was just infectious, that infectious groove. Uh, and I always wanted to uh, – we do a lot of that stuff live, but we, it never really resonated on, on disc for us before. And I always really wanted to have a a, a boogie song that, mm-hmm. that people could just get down get down with. And when you, when you play live uh, – you know, when you're playing a boogie song like say, like John Lee Hooker, it just you could just play that for a half hour long, and you just get so deep into the groove that the people just love it. And that's what I was looking for. And I was kind of looking for that Louisiana swamp thing, a little bit of a Doctor John feel to it. And um, after I wrote the song, I could just I could totally hear a female vocalist singing it with me. So we uh, contacted uh, Robin Banks, who is a great friend of ours and just a fantastic voice, as as you'll hear. And the song just came together just beautifully live in the studio. Yeah, Robin is a is a friend is a couch kid. Uh, Robin is is sat on the couch before. I I, I dig Robin. She's she's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, from uh, Corey Luke and the Smoke Wagon Blues Band off of their album It Ain't Easy. This is that voodoo. That voodoo, baby 
let it go all the way to the end. Corey Locke and the Smoke Wagon Blues Band and Josephine from It Ain't Easy. Um, Corey, again, I've mentioned Dusty yep. in, the, in the chat room, and uh, one of his comments was, whole note strum with a tremolo vibrator, vibrato thing going on, a tool I hadn't heard anyone use in a long time. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, you caught on to that. Yeah, we had a we we, uh, we had some fun experimenting with some with some different sounds, and we used that before um, uh, a little bit uh, on our last album with uh, with some old style R and B, where it just sits uh, very nice in the ba- in, in the background with uh, when you're doing your um, like kind of your your chord timings in yeah. the background, and it, it just yeah. gives yeah just gives a nice and it gave a real kind of a spooky atmosphere to that song, which was uh, exactly what we were looking for. And he also wanted to know, was it a lo-fi mic, or was it an effect you put onto the mic? Uh, I believe it was, I think it was an, I think it was an effect. Exactly, that he was okay. using. It was Steve, Sher- Steve Sherman that uh, we recorded mm-hmm. with. And, uh, yeah. And then showing, showing some love to those on the album, uh, Corey's on vocals, uh, Mike Stubbs on guitar, Jesse O'Brien, Nick Suki, and Scott Pritchard all uh, contribute keys. Uh, Scott also contributes some strings. Uh, Gordon, I'm going to try it, actually. Uh, Eichel. Gord Eichel. Eichel. Eichel on bass and saxes. Uh, Steve Sherman on drums, bass, and guitar. Uh, the Kingston Street Quartet uh, contributed horns and strings on the album. Uh, Rhonda Davidson, background vocals. Gavin Robertson on drums. Uh, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, Robin Banks on that song. And also, uh, I believe she does lead vocals on Ain't No Use, correct? Uh, uh, yes. No. Yes. Or no, sorry. No. Uh, uh, Robin does uh, lead vocals on "Where Did I Go Wrong." Where did I go wrong? Yeah, sorry. So yeah. the one right, the one right below it on the. Uh, yeah, she does lead vocals yeah. on that song. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, great, um, uh, great album. It's. Uh, Thank you. Where did I see that? Oh, it's over here. Sorry. Um, I'm normally more organized than that. Did you guys produce it? Uh, let's see. Oh, recorded, mixed, and engineered by Steve Sherman at Sherman Productions, uh, Scarborough, Ontario. Mastered yep. by Nick uh, Bologna. Nick Blagona. Blagona. Yeah. And Darren Majorowski. Majorowski? Majorowski. Yeah. yeah at uh, at Ucasa U- U- Studio uh, yep, in Ontario. Uh, and produced by Corey Luke, uh, Corey Locke, Mike Stubbs, and Steve Sherman. Uh, yeah. Oh, and you arranged the horns also with uh, Mike and Gordon and Steve. Very cool. Yeah, um, we did. Yeah, uh, actually, the band should actually be named probably Corey Luke, Mike Stubbs, and the Smoke Wagon Blues Band because me and Mike have always written all the songs for the for the Smoke Wagon Blues Band. But uh, for marketing purposes and because I'm much better looking, uh, <laughs> he, decided, he decided that <laughs> we should have my name up front. So I'm the one that's been doing all the interviews lately. Yeah, I, so I have well, to put a, a little well, bit of a dig know. out there for him. We we would have loved to have had him sitting there too. We would have loved to have had him there too. No no problem. Yeah, and uh, Dusty says keep that Gordon guy. Uh, oh, he's smoking <laughs> absolutely. Actually, Gordon's on tour right now. Uh, you might find him in your city. He's he's on tour right now playing with uh, a Blues Brother revival. They're the I think they're the most popular Blues Brother uh, revival oh. going on, and Dan Aykroyd's playing with them and stuff. So I haven't had him for uh, for my gigs for the last couple of weeks. So I'm hoping. Uh, Back soon. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned Mike. You and Mike met down on uh, down in Hess, Hess Village, um, and uh, it, you guys have become a partnership. 
uh, you know, you put the band together in 1997. How did you, once you and he got together and you realized you wanted to put a band together, how did you go about uh, filling in the pieces? Actually, uh, when I first put the band together, I put it with another guitar player. Uh, oh, okay. John Daw was his name uh, from from St. John's, Newfoundland, who was living here at the time. And we're actually the ones who started the band. And Mike came in maybe about almost a year, almost a year later, and uh, we really clicked. Uh, me and Mike musically with uh, with the blues, and uh, and John eventually uh, went back home. He's uh, he's actually quite a popular. Uh, uh, Celtic uh, style player in St. John's. You can find him in the clubs everywhere out there. And uh, yeah, me and Mike have clicked ever since then, and we've been writing all the songs since then. And it's uh, it's quite exci- quite exciting because we always seem to be on the same page with uh, with what our influences are and what we're into at the time, which makes uh, writing the material so exciting. So from from start to finish, we just we just love uh, the process. And uh, I mean, yeah. we're we're huge blues fans before we we're musicians, obviously. So so just the whole the whole process is, is a lot of fun. Now, the first album was uh, Low Down Righteous Blues. Now, was Mike in the band at that point? Yep. Yes, he was. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, it was, uh, I think as I read, it was a live album done on a small budget. Uh, yeah. So you just went in, Mike the, Mike the Joint, and uh, and uh, what, what kind of a reaction did, did you receive? Was this... Um, as much so to to record what you were doing as to fulfill the need to have something to sell at your gigs. Yeah, with the with the first album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we uh, yeah, because when when we first started out, we were a real uh, a little bit more of a jam oriented band. We're all we're almost considered like the Grateful Dead of blues bands because okay. we just we just get uh, on a groove and sometimes we'd play only like two songs for a whole set because we just get in this groove and the dance floor would be packed and you know on the on the hot nights and. Uh, in the village, and uh, that album uh, was probably our sound at the time, around that time, mm-hmm. around uh, 1998 or so. I think when we did, I think it came out in 1999, but we had probably recorded it like a year or two years before. And it's always tough with a budget and uh, just pooling your gig money together to yeah. record. And a lot of people still like that album because it's really raw. I, I mean, sometimes you listen to your old albums and you're like, "Oh God, I can't believe uh, that's still out there and people can buy it." But <laughs> But uh, but it's kind of neat, and it's, it's, it shows your progression. Absolutely. Uh, the, on the next album, the one and only, uh, garnered you a nomination for Maple Blues Award for Best Debut. Um, talk about the moment you found out you were nominated. What were your first, first thoughts? Yeah, well, that was uh, that was pretty cool. We were um, we were very excited to to start getting uh, reviews and uh, and radio play and it, it's it's always uh, exciting when you're first starting out you know to it's still exciting to be on the radio uh, I thank you guys very much for playing our music it's uh, it's great to get the music out there and mm-hmm. and you guys are just like uh, just just like regular uh, independent musicians you know trying to uh, trying to get it all out there um, yeah, we were uh, we were nominated for best new uh, blues uh, band by the Toronto Blues Society uh, in Toronto, and we were uh, we were granted uh, uh, an amazing showcase at the uh, Toronto Jazz Festival, mm. which was uh, right down at Nathan Phillips Square, and uh, it's a very prestigious uh, festival. So that was that was really exciting for us. <laughs> yeah, and, and then then your next album, Friends, uh, was nominated for Blues Recording of the Year by the HMA. 
Uh, you get excused by ignorance. What? Uh, oh yeah, no HMA. problem. Uh, that's yeah. the Hamilton Musical Award. Hamilton Musical Award. Ha- okay. Hamilton as soon as I said what is it, I, yeah. I started to put it together. Hamilton Music Awards. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it, the uh, ha- Hamilton Music Awards kind of cover um, a whole huge area of uh, of Southern Ontario down here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was uh, that was that was uh, very exciting. It was uh, the album did very good. We decided to call it End Friends and recorded it with uh, James Anthony. Who is uh, a little bit of a blues legend in this uh, neck of the woods? Mm-hmm. And uh, we had uh, we had actually there's a lot of people playing on this album that were on that album, and we we've always we always have uh, new friends coming in and in and out of uh, in and out of the band, which is uh, kind of neat because in order to play uh, so many shows all over the place, you have to have uh, backup plans here and there. So we've we've slowly generated kind of this huge family of uh, Smoke Wagon Blues Band alumni. So and that's why we decided that we wanted to do that band and have a lot of our friends or that that album and have a lot of our friends come in and uh, so they could hear what they sound like when they play with us live. So how was, how difficult is it for you to, to for, for you to play all those gigs? Um, you know, and you, as you mentioned earlier, you've got a uh, I was going to say a day job, but it's really a night job. Um, yeah. And um, you know, the other guys that you're playing with, I'm sure you know, are all. Uh, Musicians with jobs situations. So, how difficult is it for you to put together longer tours, or or is what you look for, you know, those four day weekends? Yeah, it does get it does get very difficult when uh, when life gets in the way of playing uh, playing the blues. <laughs> and yeah, when you have when you have a lot of different shows here and there, I have to keep a big uh, pool of different musicians that uh, that love to play with us, just in case. Uh, something falls through. It, 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 it gets very difficult to uh, to actually work uh, to work a little bit of a separate job uh, to pay the bills because it, it's trying to do two things at one time is uh, is absolutely insane and you're constantly on the phone and constantly uh, online and uh, messaging people back and forth. Can you play this show? Can you do that show? And <laughs> so yeah. when you're when you're kind of doing it all yourself, we are, we play through uh, agents quite a bit uh, too. But we've we've always liked to handle things ourselves. So. We probably put a lot of extra pressure on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I guess you have to be real careful. You don't book three drummers and no bass guitar players for that one gig. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. This new album was nominated for uh, Blues Recording of the Year by the Hamilton Music uh, uh, Hamilton Music Awards, also. So, uh, congratulations yes, it was. on that. We just yeah. thank you. Yes, we didn't win, unfortunately, but uh, but Harrison Kennedy did. I'm uh, I'm sure you're aware of Harrison I, Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Saw him at the IBCs two two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So two it was years. it was quite a strong selection this year with mm-hmm. uh, with us and Steve Strongman who uh, has a new album out uh, as well that's uh, that's really been a hit and all from we're all from uh, kind of the same area so mm-hmm. uh, and it was also Andre and the T Jones that are quite popular at the moment so it was just a huge that's what everybody was saying at the awards they they couldn't believe the uh, the blues category this year. With uh, so many uh, popular names, uh, with great albums out at the same time, so so it was it's just an honor to be to be listed with those guys. Absolutely. Um, talk about the dynamics of your partnership with Mike. Um, you know, it's, it's you guys have been together longer than some marriages. Yeah, yeah. I guess we have been. I guess it's it's like a family. That's for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, well, we 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 have a great time. You know, we have a great time playing. And we have a great time writing, so it's just—I guess—it's just the whole process, and we just seem to be on the same wavelength all the time when it comes to uh, the music. Um, Mike uh, will come up with uh, phenomenal uh, uh, melodies, 
And I guess we've worked together so long, I actually don't play guitar or string instruments. So a lot of times um, I'm humming melodies to Mike, and he just he's so used to working with me that uh, I could just hum him something, and he knows exactly what key it's in, exactly what I'm looking for, and we just we just put the songs together. And, and other times we'll just be jamming, and the songs will flow. So it, it's really it's really incredible to have a writing partner that you can just you can just uh, be writing something at home and then just take it to him and just bang. He knows exactly where you're going with it, and it's, wow. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the way the whole album. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, 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 that's, that's quite all right. Are, are lyrics more your domain, or does he also contribute lyrics? Yeah, mostly I write the lyrics. He does um, He does help me with stuff if uh, um, if we ever struggle with something in the studio a little bit. Some, sometimes things don't work. Sometimes you have in your mind... Uh, uh, a lyric and a story that you're trying to tell, and sometimes I sometimes you need that extra help in the studio to to tell your uh, story properly with uh, with suggestions and different lines that uh, that might work better. But for the most part, uh, for the most part, I write the lyrics. Um, what what are the big plans for 2013? Well, we're looking forward to uh, uh, to playing in the clubs. And now that the summer's over, I, we uh, we missed the summer already up here. Uh, it's too short-lived in Ontario, and we'll be looking forward. We're just uh, we'll be booking now for for a lot of the festivals throughout the summer. We love the festival season, and uh, hopefully we'll get around up to Ottawa and uh, and Niagara and all over this area, and uh, hopefully we can we can get in the states as well. So yeah, we'll how see, difficult we'll how holds. difficult does that become? It, it, it becomes difficult when you're when you're uh, when you're doing a lot of the booking yourself. There's there's an uh, uh, the problem the problem is I think there's there's more bands than there is great venues when it comes to blues sometimes. So it's uh, quite a competition to to get into the big festivals. Yeah. And we've been uh, we've been very lucky that the, that the festivals have loved us over the years, and uh, we've we've, we've uh, put on such great big shows. And uh, we've we've been very lucky because a lot of uh, a lot of bands in this area don't don't get the chance to showcase their music at the big festivals. They usually uh, have to stay in the clubs. And then we love the clubs too over the winter. And we've um, and because it's difficult in the clubs with uh, with having a large piece band like a six or seven piece band, uh, we've started a new band up over the last year, which is called Vic Velour and the Bluesmakers. And it's basically just half of the Smoke Wagon Blues band uh, uh, playing acoustic with uh, with upright bass and uh, dobro. And uh, harmonica and uh, Nick Succi on piano, and uh, and that kind of keeps us busy. So we have a nice contrast. So we'll have the bigger shows with the Smoke Wagon Blues Band, and then we'll have the smaller club dates with a more laid-back uh, blues approach with the acoustic blues. And uh, um, how is there? Is it difficult for you to come to the United States and play, uh, or is it more difficult today than it was a few years ago in terms it of is, getting? It is, much more difficult to come with a whole band. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, uh, Mike and I, we could travel. Um, we, we could travel uh, around anywhere and sit in with other musicians. It, it's easy to to come down and, and sit in with other musicians, which is great because there's amazing blues musicians in every city. So sure. uh, so that part of it's not too bad. But to actually travel with a six or seven piece band uh, gets to be quite uh, difficult. Uh, yeah. And a lot of and a lot of money. I mean, uh, so. Sure. Yeah, You're taking uh, musicians away from their families, and um, yeah. but I'd certainly love to do more of it. Um, so, Corey, when you're not playing uh, and you're not doing the, the night job, what what keeps you sane? What what do you have hobbies? 
just music and more music. <laughs> no, I, I like to uh, I like to hike. Okay. And uh, I have border collies here, and I and I love to hike and uh, and play uh, play hockey, which I haven't done uh, uh, much of for for a while now. But uh, I guess that would be marvelous. Uh, my I like I love the great outdoors and uh, mm-hmm. love to go camping and and I love to travel. I'm oh. I'm actually going down to um, I'm going to Arizona um, in January. Oh, are you? And uh, yeah, I've never been, I've never seen that uh, that part of the states before, so I'm. I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, hopefully I'll uh, I'll catch up with some musicians down there, maybe for uh, for a show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, Jan- I thought you said when you said January, I was expecting you to say coming to Memphis for the IBCs, uh, but uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, uh, the album is "It Ain't Easy." Corey Locke and the Smoke Wagon Blues Band. Uh, all things Corey Locke and the Smoke Wagon Blues Band can be found at www.thesmokewagonbluesband.com. Uh, and you can also find them on Facebook. Uh, your last chance to see Corey and the gang is this Saturday that, uh, this year. This uh, not not forever, just this year. The last chance, yeah. um, unless there's a date that. I, but it said on the website, last gig of 2012. Well, if the Mayan cal- calendar is right, uh, we won't even get that show in. So let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, according uh, the gang, uh, this Saturday, the 22nd at Shakers Tap and Grill in Oakville, Ontario. Uh, so you can check them out there, uh, Corey. I hope you guys uh, do try to get down. Uh, you know, to Memphis where I'd love to see you live. Um, I've much been in luck. Memphis before. Love it. Love to go back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, much luck to you guys this year, and we'll be uh, we'll be looking out for you. Um, we're gonna play one last song from the album. It ain't easy. Uh, and um, okay, we're gonna play one more song, but you have to write to Frank tomorrow to, to remind him about Arizona. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Frank. He just. Yeah, Frank. He just popped. He just popped in. Oh, is that uh, right? Okay. Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sitting in the chat room. So, uh, okay. yeah. So he said to, to write him tomorrow to, to remind him about Arizona. Oh, excellent. Um, hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last song from the album. It ain't easy. Uh, talk about some other fool. Ah, some other fool. Yes. Um, oh, that's a great pick. Yeah, it, that was a great song. We just had a lot of fun uh, uh, in the studio with. We're looking kind of a more of a '50s kind of uh, R&B uh, uh, feel to it, uh, almost uh, like Bobby Bland, the way he kind of gets a little bit angry with the blues, uh, with the woman that's done him wrong. And uh, yeah, that song was uh, fantastic. And, and Gord has some some smoking sacks on that um, on that uh, song. Just love it. Yeah, he plays this uh, yeah, Dusty. Uh, the, the bass player from the last song plays sax on this song also. So, um, uh, Corey Locke and the Smoke Wagon Blues Band. Corey, uh, happy holidays to you and your loved ones. Um, yep, Merry and, Christmas, uh, everybody. So, uh, thank you so much for having me on. It's been, it's, uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you're, you're always welcome back again, uh, like all my guests. Uh, you know, you got the new music. All you got to do is let me know. There's a special seat for you, as a matter of fact. My next two guests are past guests who are just bringing new music back to us. So, uh, you know, great. Oh, can, keep, I, can I add one more quick thing? We sure, do please. have we have a brand new Christmas song that we just recorded two weeks ago. And if you go to our website, uh, smokewagonbluesband.com, you can download it, and uh, the proceeds will go to the Wish Foundation. Yes, I, I had that noted, and I almost missed it. Thank you very much oh, sorry. for catching that one. No, thanks for catching me on that one. I wanted to mention that. Um, uh, it's Corey Locke and the Smoke Wagon Blues Band. This is Some Other Fool. 
Corey Luck and the Smoke Wagon Blues Band and uh, some other fool from their It Ain't Easy album. Now I'm on his dog. Let's declare an international blues music day. Hi, my name is Johnny Childs, blues musician and president of the New York City Blues Society. To support this great cause, please join our Facebook group called Petition to Declare an International Blues Music Day. Join the discussion and let's create a formal day to celebrate blues music. From its legends and pioneers in the U.S. to the continually evolving pool of modern-day blues artists around the world. Let's celebrate our love for this great American art form and bring more recognition and support to blues music for many generations to come. Find our Facebook group called Petition to Declare an International Blues Music Day. This is Johnny Child saying thank you for supporting the blues. And uh, we're back. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, our last two guests of 2012 are two guests who are bringing old guests who are bringing new music to us, and uh, I love when this happens. I uh, opened up one of my envelopes about week, two weeks ago, I guess it was, and I pull out this CD, uh, Mississippi Heat Delta Bound, uh, with a little note from Pierre, and I said, got to call him, got to get in touch with him, got to bring him on, Mississippi Heat, Pierre Lecoque, uh, and the new album is Delta Bound. Hi, Pierre. Hey, Vinny, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, looking back, um, it's like, Two years ago, I guess you were on the show. It was a totally different kind of show back then. It was a lot shorter. It was uh, not as well listened to, but uh, you were one of those first blues artists I really started to, when I started to kind of make the move toward uh, going mainly blues. So I'm just so thrilled that uh, uh, you brought this uh, new music to us. Um, talk about the album. Tell us about it. Well, it's a, it's an anniversary album. You know, we're uh, celebrating our 20th year and beyond, really. Uh, so uh, I wanted to do something special for this one. Actually, it's uh, our 10th album. and uh, But as an anniversary album, I wanted to bring some uh, alumni uh, from the previous uh, lineups that I had over the years. And I brought back in uh, um, Billy Flynn on guitar and uh, Dietra Farr on a few numbers. Uh, in addition to um, you know my current uh, lineup as well, and so it, it's really a, a nostalgic and, a, uh, and an exciting and uh, you know project it was for me to bring back uh, you know uh, old friends and yeah. and of course highlighting the, the the band members I have so certainly Ineta Weiser who's been with me about uh, eleven years now who's also uh, uh, you know uh, on the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, tell us about the uh, the opening song, Granny May. Well, Granny May really is a train. T- is I wanted to, you know, an up t- up tempo tune with a bit of a minor feel, musically speaking, but an exciting up tempo kind of a tune. And uh, you know, when there's a minor uh, uh, kind of chords and so forth, there's a bit of uh, suffering <laughs> often connected to it. So in that song, I um, I put a bit of a nostalgic kind of a. It's a train song. It's a happy song at some level. Because it's Inet Advisor singing and uh, waiting for her uh, man to come home after uh, weeks of being away. To, uh, you know, her her man uh, had been taking care of his own uh, grandmother, 
and who was uh, actually dying and who actually died while he was uh, taking care of her and she apparently uh, you know <laughs> heavy drinker and all that but didn't didn't like uh Inera, the, the, the singer in other words so there's there's a, a happy element in the sense that she's anticipating his return by right. train you know but also kind of a uh, the pain of, of course, of, uh, that uh, the grandma and granny may die, uh, you know, while, uh, while uh, he was gone. Mississippi Heat from Delta Bound, and this is Granny May. Oh 
Bloom from Mississippi Heat. Uh, and uh, as Pierre kind of mentioned, uh, Mississippi Heat, uh, Chubby Carrier, Annette Advisor, Carl Weathersby, Billy Flynn, Dietra Farr, additional musicians, uh, Chris Hambo and Cameron plays piano, uh, Wurlitzer Clavinet and B3 organ, except for when Johnny Iguana plays piano and B3 organ. Kenny Smith is on drums, except for a couple of tunes where Andrew Thomas joins in. Jael uh, Corey is on guitar uh, on most of the tracks. Billy Satterfield is on one, uh, a few tracks. Keith Blair is on a track, and Kenneth Hall is on vibraphone. Uh, the album is produced uh, and supervised by Robert G. Colster, uh, produced by Pierre Lacote and Michael Freeman. It was recorded at Riverside Studio in Chicago on March 13th and 14th, 2012, and recorded and mixed by Michael Freeman. Uh, I love when they put the dates on there. Uh, it just kind of gives you a little bit more of a more of a kind of feel for, oh, yeah, you know, what was I doing that day? Well, these guys were in the studio <laughs> making this great music. Oh, yeah, I was just probably laying in front of the TV being a bum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just um, a great selection of songs, uh, Pierre, uh, 14 in all. Um, uh, you have uh, writing credit on most of them uh, once again. Um, this has just been such a labor of love for you for 20 years, going back to uh, going back to the beginning. Um, you still get the same feeling every night when you go up on stage? Yeah, you know, it's something that uh, is really beyond uh, my understanding at some level because, you know, inspiration, it's uh, either you have it or you don't in many ways. I mean, you can try to force it, I suppose, like people do sometimes with drugs or what have you, but or drinking, but I, 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 I happen to, to, to have it, uh, to, to have a, a desire, you know, to, to create and uh, to perform. Uh, I enjoy the creative process, I have to have, to say it's what uh, keeps me going you know I always write new songs I'm already writing new songs now uh, you know uh, slowly but surely for the next project so it's yeah it's it's a it's, it's a gift really I'm not too sure where it comes from but it's uh, I, I feel this urgency to create and I guess it's as long as I have it I guess I'll keep going <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I mean if you're if you're interested in a Pierre's story, you can we'll get you can go we got more in depth in our original interview. You can find it obviously on Music on the Couch in the archives, uh going back to uh his growing up as a boy and, and, and all the time uh growing up. Um how much pre production went into the album before you guys went into the studio? Well, I do a lot of it. I mean, I take a, a lot of pride in in writing, and what I do actually behind the scenes is once my songs are basically done, I I, I do work with each musician. So I literally would uh, go to Ineta, my singer, you know, house, mm-hmm. and review the songs with her. I, in pre-production, I also with a uh, Hambone, Chris Hambone, Cameron. He has uh, uh, pro tools in his basement, so I I do bring with me the bass lines, the tempos, the melodies, whatever, and then we convert it into the pro tools in his computer with a quote-unquote fake uh, drums and, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so forth. So to, to, to give the band, this is what I'm looking for. That's a, t- a tempo, that's a t- that's the feel. And um, so I do a lot of work in pre-production before going to the studio. Um, Absolutely, yeah. yeah uh, I tell, tell us about Padlock Blues. 
Well, Pat Black Blues is uh, is actually uh, I wanted to uh, do a swing uh, type of a song with a soul feel to it. Uh, so uh, I had not um, recorded many swings over the 20 years <laughs> that I've recorded, uh, you know. And I said to myself, you know what? Uh, with the West Coast, you know, the the, the William Clarks and the Rod Piazzas, people like that, that I really enjoy listening to. I said to myself, well, man, you know, let's do, let's do, let's do um, uh, a swing. So this one is an eight bar. Uh, swing with with a, br- a bridge that has a bit of a soul uh, feel to it, um, and uh, you know it's a it's a story about you know uh, again it's it's sang from a woman's point of view because I write for my singer since I don't sing myself I write for her so it's adapted to to a female point of view where she she loves her man but he's not communicative. So she feels like, you know, she doesn't have the key to his heart. So she, it's kind of a sad, you know, it's a love song, but it's also sad in the sense that I wish I could find the key to your heart. Mm-hmm. So that's what padlock image comes from. Mississippi Heat from Delta Bound. This is padlock blues. You're a good man And I know you mean well But I'm lonely and crying Like a jailbird in a cell Can this bed lock be open If I can't find the key I have known you For a long, long time I'm wondering, baby if you really still mind, can this bed lock be open if I can't find the right key? You're busy on the run, no time for a phone call. I need to hold you close like a baby holds a doll. I love you heart and soul, but the distance seems so hard. You gotta step it up, baby. Your loving ain't the part. I will not keep you if you continue this way. What is this sweet darling that makes you stay away? Can this lock be open if I can't find the right key? Like a baby holds her down I love you heart and soul 
But the distance seems so hard You gotta step it up, baby Your love ain't a part You're a good man And I know you mean well But I'm lonely and crying Like a jailbird in a cell Can this lock be open If I can't find the right key Mike Blues, Mississippi Heat from their new album, Delta Bound. Uh, I know that your uh, official release party at Buddy Guys in Chicago is uh, the 28th of this month. Uh, what, talk about 2013, Pierre. What's, what's on uh, the agenda for Mississippi Heat? Well, it's looking quite good, actually, with the, uh, especially with the release of uh, Delta Bound. You know, we're getting uh, excellent reviews and as you probably know, we're number one now on the Living Blues radio charts, yes. and that certainly, that certainly has added enormous amount of interest. Um, we have uh, tours planned to certainly Canada in April, then uh, we have Brazil in June. That is, uh, uh, you know, we we we're close to f- finalizing that. We have the Chicago Blues Festival. Uh, we're in the final rounds uh, with that as well. And uh, you know Europe uh, for the summer, so you know it's uh, really uh, is, is quite promising and exciting. Uh, yeah, it sounds uh, sounds like it. Um, and uh, yeah, congratulations on number one, and good luck with the uh, Chicago Blues Festival. I, I, I just. You. As I, I was listening to the song and and something you said right before that, you know. Because you don't sing, you write for your female vocalists, uh, whether yes. it's Dietro or Ionetta. Um uh, do you write from the man's point of view first and then turn it around, or is it always in your head that you're the woman? Well, that's an ex- excellent question. No, I, I, it's a really a mix uh, in a sense that I certainly, my, uh, my first reflex is to write from my own point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so very often it, it, it starts from the male point of view. Um, uh, I would say male slash person point of view. That's why I can cross it to a female because I I, I often translate it as a person. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, it is true that I adapt it because I know I'm not going to sing it. Uh, and it depends also on the guest because like Larry Bell, for example, in the past or J- or John Primer. Uh, did sing some of my tunes, so I would leave it as a male from a male point of view for them, obviously. Sure. But uh, Ineta is my lead singer, and she's on uh, uh, I think 10, 10 or eleven. Uh, let me see how many she. She's about on ten tunes on on this uh, new album here. Yeah. Uh, so so I adapted uh, for her, and I, I show her the lyrics. And I also ask her, what do you think? Uh, how does it feel? Uh, and, you know, so I ask certainly her feedback. Uh, but there, it's sometimes a mix. You know, some uh, some songs I, I literally go straight into her shoes. Uh, like there's a song in the past I wrote, How Much Worse Can It Be? And that's uh, to do with, uh, uh, you know, uh, hard days, you know, getting up in the morning, taking a bus and the train to go to work and, you know, uh, all kinds of, pro- uh, you know, struggles that she herself, I know, goes through. Uh, then I right away, right from her perspective, and she and 
you know, and she loves the song and so forth. Yeah. So it it really varies, but I would say my reflex from my own point of view, and then uh, then I, I I adapt it to to uh, for, from her point of view. Yeah, it's been now uh, it's coming up on 13 years that uh, you she and you have been together. Uh, uh, a long time, I just said to Corey Locke before with his partner Mike Stubbs. Uh, you know, his guitar player, I said, it's longer than some marriages. This this is also, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, yes. seriously, it's, uh, there's a, there has to be, it, it, it has to get so much easier over the years um, yes. for you because you, you know her so much, you know, you would know her so well. Uh, yes, yes. And 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 it's, it's so many levels. Of course, there's a person, um, mm -hmm. her family, her private life, and but also certainly as a singer, and as a musician, and the kind of tastes, uh, the musical state tastes that she has, and uh, we we uh, we happen to get along extremely well. Um, uh, it's been um, uh, and it continues to be a very positive uh, chemistry between us. And uh, she's very easy to to work with, and um, we travel quite well. I mean, it, it's a, well, I, I pay a lot of attention to morale in a band, uh, mm -hmm. so it's one of my uh, definitely uh, conscious uh, focus uh, with my band members. I, uh, you know, and on the road, Vinnie, you know, you, you know, we like a family, so sure. uh, and I want to keep that feel. We need together. If something happens to one, it affects the the others, you know. So, yeah. so go ahead. No, no, no. I'm laughing because I'm saying, you know, gosh, you guys all on the road together for a few weeks. You're closer than most families. Um. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and we go through a lot. Uh, I mean, you know, and of course, many cultures and, con and countries because we travel. I mean, we extensively. You know, we've gone to Tunisia, Africa. I mean, we've gone. Uh, you know, of course, we've gone to the European. The, Numerous new European uh, uh, countries, including Finland and you know Scandinavia, Poland. I mean, you name it. <laughs> you know, so so we we have, but but to the chemistry, uh, the creative chemistry and the personal chemistry is very nice and uh, respectful. And um, I, I really I really uh, have a lot of respect for her and I appreciate her. She is quite a quite an artist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, you, you write a song and you bring it to her. Does she ever? Con is there a, a contribution from her side in terms of maybe some lyrics here and there uh, at, at all? Um, how does that work? Well, uh, typically, uh, typically I would say the songs are pretty done. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't mean they, it's non-negotiable. It just right. means that uh, I've done enormous amount of work already on the lyrics, and I do have uh, people that I go to, consultants, you know, that are, you know, like uh, uh, since uh, English is not necessarily – of course, I'm fluent in it, but, uh, you know, I was not born within the English environment, so – uh, you know, I'm French speaking, so I, I do have consultants I go to, you know, poets and <laughs> musicians, you know, that, that uh, I show my lyrics to before I present it to her. So, in many ways, the, the songs have already been quite worked 
out. And yes, uh, yes, I'm always open uh, to mm -hmm. to her response. I, I want her happy, you know. I want her hooked on the on the story, and of course that's my wish, obviously, and on the music. That, so this, so I always ask her. I say, what do you think? Uh, mm -hmm. um, and I, she, again, she's very easy to work with. She is very rare. She tells me, you know, not really. And sometimes I have to. Say, I bring to her a variety of musical approaches for one song. And ah. I said to her, "Look, yeah, say, look, I have a variety of approaches to this. What do you think?" And, and then she can choose. She said, "You know what? I, I like this better than this." So fine, you know. So it's very much a give and take. But that's cool. That's you, cool. You bring different. Uh, um, I guess tempos and you know to to, to yes. different songs and and you know you work it out. That's 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 a, that's a great partnership. There's no doubt yes, about that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, this Thursday you're in Indianapolis at the Slippery Noodle, um, correct. And then as I mentioned, Friday the 28th is the official release party, Buddy Guys Chicago. Though the album has been out for a little while, uh, and correct. Sunday the 30th you're at uh, B L U E S uh, in Chicago. That's a Delmark. Uh, records uh, sort of showcase. Yes, it's exactly what it is, Vinny. It's okay. uh, they, once a, once a month they they they, um, they they bring one of their artists or their bands uh, uh, at, at Blues on Holstead, so a club called Blues on Holstead in Chicago, and and uh, we are the featured band uh, this month. Very cool. Uh, Pia, I, I, I love that you just you sent me this album. You know, please, you know, know anytime you've got new music, I'm here. You know, Good. you've got a seat. You've always got a seat here. You know, I've been a fan for, you know, a number of years. Like I said, I, 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 I hunted you down a number, I guess it was two years ago. I don't I thought yes. I had a date in front of me, but I couldn't find it. Um, all Things Mississippi Heat, uh, you can find at www.mississippiheat.net. Uh, we're going to play one more song um, from the uh, new album, Delta Bound. Um, talk about the Lemon Twist. I tried to pick three songs that each had a little bit of a different sound to them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lemon Twist. Yeah. Oh yes, you want okay. me to? Oh, you yeah, want me yeah, to tell yeah. you about? about yeah, just, oh, yeah. sorry, Vinny. Sorry, I thought okay. you were gonna play. Okay. Sure. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Lemon Twist. You know, there's a couple, uh, few things behind that song. One, of course, it's an instrumental, as we're gonna mm -hmm. hear. Uh, secondly, it's a song I was not going to choose for the album. Um, I wasn't too secure about it. I wasn't too sure. You know, do I do it? I had uh, the hook. You know, I had the melody. And uh, so, so I, we did uh, record it, and I have to say, my first reaction is, hmm, I don't know if I'm going to keep it. It just happens to be one of uh, quite popular a song. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess in retrospect, uh, on high, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I, I put it on the album. I'm getting quite a few, quite a lot of compliments on that song. Um, so, so that's a bit of the uh, story behind that song. That's that that that's interesting. You you weren't happy with it, but uh, I, you know, it was one of the ones I wanted to pick out, and uh, so and other people feel the same way. So uh, sometimes Absolutely. you never know. I guess uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, Pierre, yes. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you, Happy New Year, um, much luck in 2013, and I hope uh, we see you again during the year. 
Thank you, and thanks uh, for everything you do for us. I really appreciate it. Mississippi Heat, the album is Delta Bound, and this is The Lemon Twist.
Mississippi Heat of the album Delta Bound and Lemon Twist. I want to thank Pierre for coming on. Uh, September 20th, 2010. Uh, Music on the Couch was just uh, a little over a year old, and uh, I was struggling to find people. You know, I was I was out there beating the bushes, hoping to find somebody to come on the show each week, and uh, I ran into this guy on Facebook. Dusty, and he said, I got this band called the Robodrum, and he sent me some music, and I said, let's talk, and uh, from that point on, Dusty has spent a lot of time in the chat room each week, uh, analyzing the music, figuring out what kind of guitar was used, folks were talking about not listening through a stereo, we're talking about listening through his computer speakers, um, if you if you were listening earlier during Corey's segment, uh, when, uh, you know, Dusty was able to pick out the guitar strum. Uh, that guitar, lo- guitar solo was Fender on the last song. I mean, you know, the guy just does it. Dusty, hey, how are you, brother? I'm so happy to be back, Vinny. Yeah, I'm so happy to ha- have you here. you got a brand new album. It's called Big Bad Wolf. Yeah. And, uh, it's, and uh, t- just tell us where the title tune came from. Well, the 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 title song, uh, the title for the album came from the song. The title for the song just came from the hook that uh, we were just playing around with. It's a it's a theme that's been done in music about a million billion times, and um, I, I just uh, it's I think it's probably always been done the right way. But uh, people have played around with the Big Bad Wolf concept, and this was uh, this was just our attempt. And uh, the song kind of um, grew out of the same sentiment as the whole uh, CD did. There's a whole lot of uh, angst on this particular CD, but if you've had a happy life, you can't really write a, a hit song anyway. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's listen to it. The uh, title tune from the Rebel Drums' new album, Big Bad Wolf.
down your house Cause I be your acting tough Keep your bucks, I don't need them It's not enough The strings on this guitar are all that I trust you in first I'm at last, that's what you think Pile around your house, time to win on the creek And you pigs, look like lunch, it's time to eat Better watch your back, cause it's wrong Let's look at This evening, badass song. Um, let's see, uh, Dusty yeah. guitar and vocals, Rick Andrews on flawless guitar, Rick Baker on 20 foot bass and keyboards, and Darius Calvert, DC rap and rhythm. Um, this is a little bit new new lineup from the last time you were here. Uh, it's, it's a new lineup every day. New lineup every day. Yeah, I, I like. I like the way that one of your previous guests put it earlier when he said it's important to keep a pool of musicians that uh, you you can count on for different things, um, uh, and and really that's that's really true. Um, yeah, yeah, Corey, that was Corey that said that. Yeah, I'm a smoke wagon blues band. Um, uh, you guys have been really busy the last year. Uh, you've uh, was second or third year in a row the Six Flags. Uh, this we did not do. We didn't get a chance to do Six Flags in 2012. Oh, okay. Um, we're we're back in 2013. In fact, we just got the paperwork today. Uh, right. Just from just from Chicago so far. So we're going back to Six Flags Chicago. Uh, but um, at least, um, but this will be our third year to do the Six Flags tour. Yeah. And uh, I, I, this year, I think I'd like to go back and do do them all again instead of just uh, you know one or two. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you guys are uh, involved in a uh, big contest at the Hard Rock uh, that uh, yeah. unfortunately didn't necessarily turn out your way. But you're also up for uh, is that contest over yet? Uh, indie okay. Rock. Well, there, there's a there's a couple of different that song that you just played. Big Bad Wolf was very successful for us for a couple of different things. Uh, number one, we were we won um, the first round, which was uh, Memphis Hard Rock Rising. Uh, the winner from that went on and played Hard Rock uh, 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 Hard Rock Calling with Springsteen and, and England, but uh, we didn't. Memphis didn't win um, that. Somebody from the coast did, um, and. 
that was also the number one song that uh, put us as uh, the uh, St. Louis winners for Bud Light's um, um, Poor Paradise um, event, which was huge. They put probably millions of dollars in, uh, into that uh, that concert, which they had in Jamaica. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just very cool, very good, very good year for you. Um, in, in the inside, uh, it, it's oh, been a dream. Oh, what were you talking about? You, oh, I'm sorry. Your your original question there, Vinny, was yes. about uh, the the music awards. Last year and this year, we made it to the final nominations. So pull up a chair, DC. Come on. Uh, DC just walked in. He, oh, okay. He's a he's a rapper that you just heard in the middle of uh, in the middle of that uh, in the middle of Big Bad Wolf. Right, but he also gets writing writing credit on that, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes, he absolutely, he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, he uh, he wrote the the rap for that uh, song, and uh, that song has been very successful for us. Anyway, your question was about the the music awards. We are nominated for best indie band. We were last year, but we were beaten by a band from where were they? You know, Australia. We were beaten by a band from Australia last year. I think this is going to be. Our year, and again, of course, that was that's coming up in February 2013. Right, and the voting's still going on for that now, or is that closed? Uh, I know yeah, I, well, voted. Um, I, I think that I think that the the open voting is done. Okay. Once they reach the, the final nominees, it's then just uh, voting members um, are allowed to to vote. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, I know. I was the. I know. I, I got in for the open voting. And uh, hello, Darius. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing just great. Um, talk about working with Dusty. Uh, man, it's been awesome working with Dusty, man. He's one of the uh, best musicians on the planet, man. And it's been real fun, man. Now, are you are you part of? Uh, I'm just reading the inside of the the, the, the CD. The, uh, the to, it was your dream, Dusty, to collaborate with the Riff Junkie friends. Uh, who's that? The two Ricks, Rick Baker and Rick Andrews. Yeah, yeah. That's- that's a, it's a group of studio musicians. We're kind of scattered out. Uh, I, I, it, it's been a couple of years since I explained to you kind of how we work, but we yeah. all we all uh, we all collaborate on on songs by um, a kind of file sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody actually. I think the future of studios is is in jeopardy because everything is done in file sharing now. Um, the studios are going to go from fifty in a town to two. And those are going to be file sharing too, back yeah. and forth. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that I think that's just a natural. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It doesn't matter. That's just where things are going. That's technology. Well, that's so if, you're gonna, if you can partner with somebody who's three thousand miles away, who you know you both are in sync with, the, you know what you're trying to do. You know, no one says somebody's got to get on a plane to do that. Uh, you know, to make the record. To make the right. uh, yeah, I mean, there, there you have it. There, yeah. Just pure, from a pure economical, it, from, it just makes pure common sense, and it makes pure economic sense, too. Yeah. Um, this way, this way, Rick Andrews, Rick Andrews is one of the most sought-after studio guitarists in our studio group. Everybody wants him for everything, but he lives all the way up in New York. Well, I've only gotten a chance to play with him physically live, and that was once. Uh, when we were doing the Six Flags tour and we stopped in and did a festival up in Rome, New York, we got a chance for him to play live with us. But aside from that, I don't ever actually have to physically see him to exchange files with him, and he doesn't have to see me in order to 
in order to uh, you know in order to say this is what uh, my idea is on this song and put it down. And let's listen to an example of that. Um, the song is A Little Faith, and uh, on the liner notes it says, what sounds like cellos on the song A Little Faith is not. It's actually Rick Andrews on guitar, and this is the song. This is the song from Big Bad Wolf that's entitled A Little Faith, the Robodrum.
The Robo Drum from their brand new album, Big Bad Wolf, and a little faith. And uh, Recenter uh, is a vocalist on that. Uh, you also uh, some other on a few of the other tunes. Annalisa Ramsey uh, provides vocals. Uh, Maddie Alston, Brooke Doyle, and your bride, Janet Kaysenduch. Right? Dusty? Hello? Did I lose Dusty at some point? I forgot to hit the unmute button. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, I, You're right. I, I, I do that every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Janet, Janet is my wife. We stuck her on um, a song about a haircut that we had to do um, short notice for Supercuts, which was an ad to... Uh, uh, kind of for an ad campaign we did for Supercuts that ended up on this album, ended up on this CD. Uh, Which, go. by the way, this is our second CD with um, Melodic Revolution Records. I, I think the last time that we had spoken, you and I had spoken, I don't believe that I had signed uh, just yet. You had not. You had not. Yes, it is on Melodic Revolution Records. Um, uh, Dusty is the uh, producer. Um, uh Featuring the best musicians on the planet, the Robo Drum. For those who aren't don't know, it is there's a drum track, uh, specially programmed, um, and you use uh, uh, little snippets from uh, uh, who? Let's see, who? Sly Dunbar um, and Dave Abruzzi. Some oh, Dave Dave Abruzzi. Yes. yes. Yeah, Pearl Jam. Yeah, from Pearl Jam. Yeah, and and yeah. Also, well, uh, actually, the uh, the the other studio musicians in our group, we have uh, we have other people that are that whose files we you know exchange back and forth, and these sure. guys uh, you know use their files too. Uh, it could have been anybody, but for example, um, the we just you uh, well, you're right. Uh, when we play live, we use a drum machine, but these are actual drummers that are down the center line. Uh, and by that, I mean a production trick, meaning we have a drum in the center. That's why it sounds so good in stereo. We have a drummer in the center who is our main drummer. That's a real person. Uh, and then we have drum fills on the left and drum fills entirely panned to the right so that it gives it a massive, huge, over-the-top um rhythmic sound we don't we I, I did not want anything about this album to be basic i wanted mm-hmm. it to be full exploration in stereo well uh, and that doesn't surprise me knowing you the you know a couple of years that i know you and it's not like we sit around and we talk but just you know from having you here on the show i know that you know everything you do you you do looking for you have a you have a goal in mind and you're going to reach that goal come hell or high water um so uh it's uh, well, i, I got to tell you that trick is impossible to pull off live we can't yeah. do that live so we just use a drum machine when we do live <laughs> yeah right 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 i and i didn't realize that there was you know live drummers in the center that's uh, that's cool i, I did that well, um, what's coming up in 2013 for you guys um, we're primarily focusing on radio promotion. That's one of the reasons why this was uh, why this album is uh, is completely different than the first album that you heard of mine, which I think was probably Guitars Are. 
Um, yeah, exactly. This is really designed in, in towards uh, alternative and college radio, um, and, and that's going to be our focus uh, for 2013. Uh, we're revamping the, the touring group a little bit too, so that so that um, uh, so that we can get out there and hit the road in support of it. And college uh, college campuses are going to be another big part of it this year, same as we did a few years ago. Yeah, you you I, that was right after you were on the show. You did a big thing with uh, you know in Atlanta for the college tours and uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, all things Robodrum, you got to go find out more about the, about these guys, especially Dusty. He's uh, he is he's just a special a special musician, uh, a special person. He's uh, writes some great music. Uh, can play a kick-ass guitar. Uh, it's www. I'm sorry. That that guitar that you just heard. That guitar. Last time I was in your hometown, uh, I, it was stolen. I was playing oh. at the New Daisy Theater, or maybe it was Hard Rock Cafe. Either one. Um, no, it was New Daisy Theater. It got stolen. So there's a giant billion-dollar reward out for that guitar. Anybody returns that guitar to me, a Yamaha, I'll give them a quadrillion dollars. Darius, you chipping in a few dollars there to that reward? Yeah, I'm putting in on the reward too. It's yeah, okay. So it's it's a it's a double trillion dollars. Yeah. Okay, it's a double trillion. Double trillion dollars. Double trillion dollars. Well, you know what? And if 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 for some reason in some cosmic weirdness you're listening to this show and you say, "Oh, that's whose guitar it was," you're a jerk. Yeah, amen. Get the damn guitar back. God, jeez. Uh, um, where was I? Where was I? Oh, www.robodrum.com, R-O-B-O-D-R-U-M.com. Uh, and again, you can check out you can check out all things Robodrum there. Um, uh, Dusty, I really I'm I'm so glad you came back. Now this has been in limited release, but it's going to get a wider release coming up in the next it, few weeks. It just opened up today. Uh, today. Yeah, hit, okay. hit TV baby and all the stores nationwide today. Okay, so you can just you go go right out there and go 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 buy it. Go buy it. They don't have it. it. Tell them to order it for you. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Um, Magic Fingers 2012. Oh, there you go. Okay, and you you kind of have these 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 themes that you've carried on here and there. Um, yeah, I think all musicians listen. Ask any of your musicians this. Uh, anytime you have them on the air, you can ask them if they ever actually finished a song, and in their head they're going to say no. Um, I just keep reworking a daggum theme until I get it closer to right. Uh, there's there's two songs on here that are recycled. Uh, and I'll just recycle it. I'll keep redoing it. Uh, Magic Fingers is one of those tunes that I just worked on and, and finally stopped. That's that's what an artist does is eventually they just kind of stop working on it. They're never actually finished because otherwise they'd work on it for eternity. Right, they just right. at some point quit working on it. And the other two are Melt With You 2013 and Superhero 2013. Yes. 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 Rework. Rework. Reworked, reworked. Uh, Darius, keep this guy on the straight and narrow. Um, 
Or maybe I should say, Dusty, keep Darius on the straight and narrow. I'm not that's, sure. That's actually I, much more like it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I loved, I loved, Krista was in the chat room earlier, and she had, she had said to me before you came into the chat room, you know, to make sure that I had told you hi, so I didn't have to do that. But she mentioned the Sam, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs tune, Little Red Riding Hood. And she, her comment was, was that, the, the the cover reminded immediately reminded her of her father singing that song to her, uh, and Chris is younger than than I am for sure because I was a teenager when Sam was singing that damn song. Uh, but uh, as soon as she said that, I I grabbed over to the the CDs that I have for the show tonight, and I went, "Damn, she's right. I knew that was I knew there was something about that cover that was sparking it in me." And she she came up with it. Uh, very cool cover. Um, Shout out to Sonia Jones, local artist from right here in Tupelo. Yep, yep. Uh, Dusty is in Tupelo, uh, Mississippi. Uh, birthplace of Elvis. Thank you very much. Um, so uh, uh, check him out. You, you definitely have to. Um, Dusty, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, uh, Happy Holidays. Darius, the same to you. Much luck in 2013, and don't be a stranger. Thank you very much, Vinny. Bye. And uh, from the album Big Bad Wolf, this is Robodrum and Magic Fingers 2012.
Magic Fingers 213 from the Robodrum. Thank you to Dusty. Uh, that's it, folks. That's 2012. Uh, Dusty is our last guest of the year. Um, I just want to take a few minutes just to go over the last year because it really has been amazing. Uh, to begin, uh, all I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you. If I was, uh, uh, you know, accepting an Academy Award, I might say, you like me. You really, really like me. Uh, you know, but seriously, you've made me humble by your acceptance of the show uh, this year. Um, some of the highlights in January 2012, we brought you past IBC winners to talk about their time at the IBC and the things they learned. Um, beginning of February, we were live webcasting from the International Blues Challenge at the Rum Boogie uh, for the first time and uh, first time anybody had ever tried it. And a little technical difficulty here and there, but we basically got through uh, six solid shows. Uh, We'll have eight this year. Uh, In August, we began our partnership with Blues411.com to bring you the 411 report the first Monday of each month, and that will continue into 2013. In September, we brought brought you the Producers Roundtable. Uh, featuring Boo Mitchell from Royal Studios, Scott Abetta from Ripcat Records, Dave Gross from Fat Rabbit Studios, and Stephen Dees from Wild Roots Records. Uh, And they discuss the roles of producers in the music business today, uh, music of today, and where the music is going. Uh, In October, we uh, presented, uh, put on a live show here in town. It was not on the air, but... Uh, for the Blues Hall of Fame, where we raised money, about th- a little over $300 for the Blues Hall of Fame, starring Bernie Pearl and Mike Berry uh, at the rum, uh, the Handy Hall on Beale Street. And in November, we did our first webcast of our first live show uh, from Leslie Cafe in Leslie, Arkansas, with C.C. James and Rob Slideboy Andrews, and that was just absolutely a blast. Um, we presented 88 new musicians, you should know. Eight of our past guests from this year, uh, or eight of our past guests came back to the couch this year with brand new music, uh, and one of those people, Omar Kent Dykes, came back twice. Um, In case you're wondering, our most listened to show was on September 24th with Lisa Bialis, Doug Briney, and Paula Harris. This year, we interviewed six guests who are up for Blues Music Awards in 2013, and uh, three of those are three of the five New Artist Debut nominees, uh, which makes the um, musicians you should know even more impactful, I think. Uh, I want to thank each artist who took the time to sit and talk with me each Monday. Uh, Without you guys, the show would not exist. Um, To you, the fans who listen each week, again, you just humble me with your loyalty and the wonderful words you've shared over over this year. Uh, I just have to share this with you. In 2010, we started in February, um, and through the whole year, we had 12,600 listeners. In 2011, we had 14,120 total live and downloads. This year, 2012, 68,000. 210 live listens and downloads, five times the uh, almost five times the amount of sh- uh, listens that we had in 2001, uh, 2011. Sorry, um, it's just astonishing to me when I realized that that was the number for the whole year. Um, you guys are incredible. 
Um, and I'm glad that you enjoy what I'm doing here, and I'm glad you're enjoying the artists that I'm bringing to you. Uh, to those who helped me get the great guests, including Frank Rozak, Mark Cucci, uh, Mark Carpenteri, and my unofficial fan booker, Christy Hughes, uh, who's almost always in the chat room, at least for a little bit of the show. Um, she's uh, got a job and kids, and she's got a life, and uh, but I know she's always listening in the podcast. And Krista, thank you so much for everything you do for the show. Uh, to Chef Jimmy Pachacola. You've been a friend this year. You've become a friend this year, sir, and then your partnership. Uh, and you become a sounding board for ideas. And uh, there's a lot to come in the future for both of us. Uh, Jay and Joe at the Blues Foundation for their support and for seeing the benefit in allowing the IBC webcast to happen this year. Uh, and to... Um, you know, say yes when I said I want to do it again. Uh, Carson Lamb and the crew at the Rum Boogie uh, for co-sponsoring the Bernie Pearl Show uh, and being wonderful hosts for the IBC webcast last year and for letting me know on the last day of the IBC last year that the room would be mine uh, for this year's coming challenge. So I appreciate that. To my bride, Nancy, who allows me to spend the time I do on this webcasting the shows um, without an incredible partner like you, this couldn't happen. And I love you. And thank you so very much. Um, what do we have? My, to my, and, and, and my son, I just got to tell you, I love you, brother. I love you, Maddie. Uh, what do you, what do we have coming up in 2013? Uh, beginning January 7th, we do three shows leading up to IBCs uh, with eight past winners coming into chat. Plus Joe Whitmer, Deputy Director of the Blues Foundation. Uh, if you know someone who's competing or uh, coming to Memphis at the end of January to compete, let them know. These are shows they definitely should listen to. We'll be talking to all of the past winners um, about their experiences. Uh, January 29th, 30th, 31st, February 1st, we're webcasting live from the Rum Boogie. And on February 4th, we'll speak with most, if not all, of the winners of the uh, 2013 IBCs, uh, including all of the um, individual awards. Uh, each week we're going to continue to bring at least three guests and to let you know more about them and we'll continue to bring new music from past guests uh, I know already we have uh, scheduled uh, coming up right in January Rusty, uh, Rusty Wright Band bringing us brand new music before it drops Andy Coates is going to be bringing us new music before it drops uh, I heard today from uh, Shelly Lynn Hardage the hip chicken mama and uh, she said that she's going to bring her new album to us uh, to premiere. Uh, Brandon Santini's got new music coming out. He's promised us a shout at it. Uh, I've talked to Victor from and uh, Victor Wainwright and his work with Southern Hospitality, and hopefully I get all three of those guys back. I've had them all on individually, and I really want to get them on together, uh, and really many more. And I also know, and I'm, I've been asked not to say anything this month, but I'm going to have be able to have a world premiere before anyone else gets it. I'm going to get a brand new world premiere album. Uh, in March, so uh, we'll be talking about that soon. Uh, I'm also going to, I uh, think, do two more roundtable shows this, this year, and I think the subjects will be of interest to all. Uh, and hopefully we'll get invited to do some more live webcasts from shows during the year. Uh, may your 2013 be one of love and happiness and filled with music to make you smile. Uh, thank you so much for 2012. Uh, I, I truly do appreciate and love y'all. Until January 7th, uh, be good. And if you can't be good, be careful, please. This has been the 2012 last show of Music on the Couch. <laughs>